One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to the Financial Times Big Read, a weekly podcast featuring the best of our long-form reporting from around the world. I'm Anna Dedda from the Comment and Analysis Desk. What's happened to all America's entrepreneurs? Sam Fleming, the FT's US economics editor, says that despite the famed tech unicorns of Silicon Valley, large areas of the country show a lack of business startups that is worrying top policymakers, and the IMF has warned that it's damaging productivity. Are the big incumbents stifling fledglings, or is it down to a fear of failing by new entrants? In the desert city of Tucson, Arizona, local entrepreneurs have gathered in the Pueblo Vida Bar for a crash course in failure. The standing room only evening in the sweltering downtown area is called fuck-up night. Business owners freely recount their own mishaps, including one whose attempt to make money turning restaurant grease into biodiesel fuel never got off the ground. Felipe Garcia, who imported the format from Mexico City, shouts over the noise of the crowded bar. Readiness to fail is essential to entrepreneurship, and more aspiring business people need to recognise it. He says, They are afraid of failing. No one wants to say, Hey, I messed up. Glugging beer brewed on site, the entrepreneurs share ideas about products ranging from eco-friendly dinner plates and unmanned aerial vehicles to technology that cools car seats. Yet the bustling entrepreneurialism evident in this corner of Tucson a cactus-strewn metropolitan area around 60 miles from the Mexican border, has become harder to find across many parts of the United States. While major cities including San Francisco, Boston and New York are flourishing, a host of indicators suggest large tracts of America have lost some of the entrepreneurial verve that made the country the biggest economic success story of the past century. Half the growth in business establishments from 2010 to 2014 occurred in just 20 counties, according to the Economic Innovation Group, a research organization. Pima County, where Tucson is located, was among those that lost businesses during the period. The patchy performance in business formation comes amid broader signs that the US is not the startup nation that it once was. Despite headline-grabbing tales of tech unicorns in Silicon Valley, the portion of the U.S. workforce employed in young firms has been steadily shrinking, as has the pace at which new employer-owned businesses are created. In another sign of depressed dynamism, Americans change jobs and move between geographies less frequently. On Thursday, figures released by the Kaufman Foundation, which tracks entrepreneurship in the United States, showed that the share of companies that are startups employing at least one person was at the second lowest level on record in 2013 and 20% below its pre-recession levels. There has been improvement since, with a bounce in openings in the fourth quarter of 2015 to the highest level in 10 years. But the improvement has not been enough to dispel the musty air surrounding large parts of American business. Companies are growing older, competition is less fierce, and market power is consolidating in the hands of a few large companies in many industries. In three quarters of US sectors, 
the 50 biggest companies boosted their revenue share from 1997 to 2007. Industries from telecoms and hospitals to banking became increasingly concentrated. Jason Furman, chairman of President Barack Obama's Council of Economic Advisers, says, Without question, there is less fluidity in the US economy, whether it comes to workers moving between jobs or firms entering and exiting. Weaker business formation is an important focus of attention and something we need to take seriously. Unfortunately, academics and experts don't fully understand what is happening, he adds. The suggestion that the US has a problem in the entrepreneurship department has come as a jolt for a country that prides itself in the red-blooded capitalist spirit that spawned the likes of Henry Ford, Ray Kroc and Steve Jobs. That exceptionalism was at the heart of Hillary Clinton's attempt to paint an optimistic picture of a dynamic America in her acceptance speech at the Democratic Party's convention. Drawing a contrast with the bleak image of American decline painted by her rival Donald Trump a week earlier, the former Secretary of State lauded the country's entrepreneurs as the world's most innovative. She told the convention, We have the most dynamic and diverse people in the world. By many measures, Mrs. Clinton is right. Indexes measuring the ease of doing business and global entrepreneurship put the US at or near the top of world rankings. In world-beating, technology-rich areas such as San Francisco and Silicon Valley, activity is booming, and effervescent activity can be found in plenty of other niches as well. Andrew Gefkin, an energy consultant-turned-entrepreneur, points to his sector, craft brewing, as evidence of frenzied growth as new breweries and distilleries pop up around the country. He quit a steady job to start a Baltimore-based fermenter of mead targeted at millennials called Charm City Meadworks. It is on track to double its revenue this year to $850,000. He says, It is a good time to be an entrepreneur, at least in my segment. While there has been a long-term decline nationwide in the share of businesses that are startups, Analysis from the OECD finds similar trends in its other member countries, suggesting the US is by no means uniquely challenged. Nevertheless, concern about subdued capitalist mojo and ageing businesses is circulating at the highest level of policymaking, triggering congressional hearings and worried commentary from the Federal Reserve and International Monetary Fund. The stakes are particularly high because of America's miserable productivity performance in recent years, as well as the poor income growth and rising inequality that have hung over the presidential race. Newer companies tend to be more innovative than established ones, and the IMF warned in a recent report that the lack of startups is eating into US productivity. At the same time, the power of established companies may be stifling some of the opportunity for new entrants, while workers at firms generating outsized earnings may be reluctant to jump ship to new companies. In an acknowledgement of the concentration problem, President Obama, in April, issued an executive order telling government agencies to take steps to promote competition in the country. According to Arnobio Morilix, a senior analyst at the Kaufman Foundation, most of the net new jobs in the US are created by new and young businesses, and new firms are responsible for a lot of the innovation and wealth creation in the economy. It is worrying that we are seeing long-term decline in new business formation. The question is why this is happening, and it is here that the consensus quickly breaks down. Some analysis has suggested that there is a particular problem with millennials 
who perhaps as a result of record high levels of student debt or a paucity of home equity with which to leverage loans are starting businesses at a lower rate. But the problem with blaming it on a particular generation is that the trend of declining startup activity has been underway since the 1970s. Indeed, the most recent two years of Kaufman data have shown a pickup in entrepreneurial activity among 20 to 34 year olds, even if the share of new entrepreneurs in that age group is still below levels in the 1990s. Other research focuses on burdensome regulation and problems with access to capital as key barriers to a bigger resurgence in business growth. A quarter of workers require a license to do their jobs in the United States, with the share of workers licensed at a state level up fivefold since the 1950s. This explosion of paperwork, which affects professions ranging from manicurists to interior designers, is dragging on job switching, state-to-state mobility and employment opportunities. It has prompted calls for reform by the White House and some lawmakers. What's more, small companies do not have the resources that big incumbents enjoy when it comes to navigating America's thicket of local, state and federal regulations. That may be making it harder for startups. Steve Glickman of the EIG points out that new companies also lack the lobbying budgets and power to affect regulation. A paucity of capital, driven in part by tougher post-crisis lending standards and financial regulation, is making matters worse says Patrick McHenry, the Republican vice chairman of the House Financial Services Committee and a North Carolina congressman. In July, he won bipartisan support for two bills aiming to smooth access to capital for smaller companies. The bills will now go to the Senate. He points out that nearly four-fifths of venture capital goes to just three states, New York, Massachusetts and California. He says, We have capital deserts in this country, in places where there are plenty of new ideas. What we've got to do is spread these economic opportunities more broadly across the 50 states. Complaints about the difficulty of accessing venture capital are heard frequently in Tucson, which, like large tracts of America, is off the beaten track for big players. Manny Terran, president of a Tucson technology development company called Azterra, whose products include a machine that turns hospital patients over in bed, says access to capital is a problem in the region. He says of VC bosses, they are flying right over, they are not stopping here. Pima County, where Tucson is located, saw a 1.9% decline in the number of new business establishments from 2010 to 2014, according to data compiled by EIG. That differs with the rebounds following the 1990s and 2000s recessions, when it saw business establishment growth of more than 10%. By contrast, Maricopa County, home to much larger Phoenix, only an hour and a half's drive north of Tucson, saw 3.5% establishment growth during the current recovery. Some entrepreneurs argue that Tucson lacks the critical mass to provide the base for a large number of entrepreneurs. Vivek Koparthi, the Phoenix-based chief executive of Neolite, a young company making equipment for treating jaundice in infants, says startup founders like him want to be in big, highly connected cities such as the Arizona capital. He says, This, Phoenix, is where everything is happening. People come from Tucson to Phoenix, not from Phoenix to Tucson. Yet Tucson's advocates say it has the raw materials to be a bigger business hub. Programs run by Startup Tucson which seeks to bolster local enterprise, are heavily oversubscribed, with 40 companies applying for one incubator course with 18 places. 
Among the attendees at a recent session was Brian Herrera, a 23-year-old former University of Arizona student who stood up to practice making a pitch for his virtual reality company, VidiVR. More of Mr. Herrera's contemporaries will need to join him in the coming years and accept the risk of failure if the startup deficit is to be turned around. Mr. Herrera, who first started working on his company's 3D camera in his bedroom, says, A lot of people get really comfortable and are not willing to take a risk. You have to jump off the cliff and figure out how to grow wings before you hit the ground. <laughs>